Hey, Streety. Maka. We're back. Legs 11. Legs 11. Episode 11. It's been, been a, a while. Long, been a long time coming. So much so I forgot what this music sounded like. <laughs> well, we certainly always forget how long it goes for. The intro always gets us. That's right. Um, well, it's good to be back in the chair, talking yeah. some more sports and spit. Always good to be back talking sports and spit and everything related. It's been about 25 days since we uh, last did an episode. Correct. So, sorry punters, I hope you haven't missed us out there. But that's fine. You know, there's been plenty going on, so that means there's plenty to talk about. Oh, there's massive amounts so. to talk about, mate. We've... Uh, we, we don't want to muck around. We probably want to get straight into it, don't we? So We're never short of a conversation when it comes to <laughs> our first love, and that is sports. Uh, that's exactly right. And a uh, big shout-out to our wives um, and our kids. Uh, but unfortunately, yes, uh, rankings are correct. Number one in our hearts, sport. That's right. And we're only a couple of weeks away from winter, so the winter uh, sporting codes are in full swing. Yep. The NRL's coming up towards origin. Yep, we're almost a third of the way through the season, or probably more actually. Yeah, pretty um, close. So that sort of season's starting to take shape with the yep. haves and the haves nots and the surprise packets and the disappointments. And yeah, but there's also a couple of sports winding up, Streety, and uh, disappointment for local fans with the Newcastle Jets going down in the A League Grand Final. Yeah, one nil to the Melbourne victory in very controversial circumstances with the video assistant or video assistant referee failing to pick up an offside player I think that's going to lead up to the goal I think this loss is going to sting for, for a while yeah. um, well it's been broken down a lot hasn't it this this loss and the failure of, of the video referee so let's talk about that very quickly to open up the show today mate video referees is there a place for them in the game do they delay the game and if they don't get it right what's the point i'll probably highlight one one sport that do it particularly well is the english super league um, oh, yeah. over in the uk they is that uh, the one where you see the referee running around with the video camera on the side of his head oh, yeah but the, the nrl do that sometimes mm. um but more importantly the the video ref a has has a timer and they had they have a minute Right. to get a decision so they don't sort of mess around at all with, okay. with making calls and yeah and uh, yeah they, they use that time pretty well and I think if the clock expires it goes back to the ref's call does it uh, okay if they can't determine I, I'm not 100% <clears> on that but from what I've seen of the Super League so as a sports fan are you more concerned with the momentum of the game not being interrupted by the decision or are you more concerned with the decision being correct so would you rather have seen... So, okay, let's very quickly recap. The the video assistant referee in the A-League Grand Final, the software failed 30 seconds before the goal. Now, do you believe that? No, like, not at I, all. That's a load of shit. Total load of shit. And I, yeah. I, I think that they probably just missed it. Yep. And they didn't really look out for those blokes offside. And it yep. was... I mean... That, so that, in every game in the, like, in the season when that technology was used, nothing went wrong. 30 seconds before the only goal in the grand final, the technology fails, and then it magically comes back yeah. online. So they obviously rang the IT department. The IT department said, just turn it off, turn it back on again, and you'll yeah. be sweet. And then and then they're off. I mean, Nothing it, else happened. It's it, it's basically the the same excuse as, you know, the dog ate my homework. Yeah. It just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't wash. It does. Nobody believes it. It's, no. Uh, no, you'd be an idiot if you believe that, that that's actually what happened. So there's concern that, um, given 
you know, um, this technology failure um, happened, they're using that same sort of system for the upcoming World Cup. They are too, that's right. Um, so there's been a bit of debate as to whether they want to actually proceed with that. But could you imagine um, what would happen in a World Cup final oh. if the same thing happened? And controversy erupted. And Italy, the whole country, rebelled against the soccer world because of the fact that their team lost the well, World Cup final. Well, they're not even going to be there. No, Sucked no, in Italy, right. you pricks. <laughs> Calm as a bitch for 2006. <clears throat> Hope you enjoy Leichhardt during the World Cup, you losers. Anyway, so... Yeah, but like I think uh, one of the the interesting things is I I don't mind actually as a sports fan the amount of time that's taken to get a decision right. But I find the things that frustrate me is the NRL. Like here in Australia, we can't seem to get replays right. Like we, you know, the NRL bunker is renowned for missing missing calls and not getting the right call even with the amount of time that they take and it's, it's inconsistent <coughs> there was a if we go back to the Anzac Day game uh, between the Dragons and, and, and the Roosters mm. uh, Dragons winger Nene McDonald scored off you know what would be a clear knock on absolutely had no control mm. um, and on the weekend the Sharks Raiders game um, Fecky uh, the winger um, probably scored a very very similar try mm. Um you know, he probably by the book didn't have control of the ball. Yep. Um, but still maintained a, a degree of of pressure on the ball when it hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the latter was ruled a no try, mm-hmm. where Nene McDonald was given a try. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people were talking about. And just for those counting at home, that's Sharks reference number one for episode eleven. Hey, we won the game. It's uh, <laughs> it's all that it's all that matters. But 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 yeah. you know, I, I use that example because. That was you know, one example that yeah. came up straight away as Absolutely. to, hey, why was this a try and this wasn't a try? Yeah. Um, and I think half the problem is that that the NRL refs have different interpretations of mm. um, the actual, you know. Yeah. The like the play the world yeah the the actual ruling and like I guess that's one of the things with uh, with rulings from referees across the world I mean referees are human and everyone puts a different context on everything so yeah, exactly so I'm not I'm kind of not surprised actually that, that that you get that difference I mean that's part of probably wanting the human element of a referee to appear in a game yeah, I mean, official appear in a game you, you never want it to cost you a grand final I get that I, like I understand that but I don't like I yeah look I I, I certainly don't believe that the A-League's technology failed, but I also believe that there is still a place for video referees because I'd like to see the, the the call be the right one. Yeah, and and possibly, <coughs> you know, people are always going to whinge about offside in soccer and or football, rather. Mm. Um, you you know, were offside a couple of times when you were a key striker for the South Wales and Wolves, oh, weren't you? It's all about just, you know, getting a... Just a slight jump on your competition. Or even just, you know, hiding behind a bloke and, yeah. you know, making a quick run before the linesman can see you. I don't think you made too many quick runs, if I remember rightly. Yeah, no. <laughs> three, three goals in two years. Yeah. <laughs> You're a natural scorer. Yeah, exactly. How many did you get? Not as many yeah, as that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But what I will yeah. say is, perhaps you know things like the VAR should only be used for goals decisions, yeah. because. Well, so, but but would you say? But if you a think goal of, decision of like uh, the ball went over the line, exactly, yeah. So so even then in that offside situation, the A League Grand Final shouldn't have been used to determine that. Is that what you mean? 
Well, I mean, if... Is it kind of like, oh, the video referee can't rule on a forward pass? If they're worried about the technology failing, mm. and, and we've been using the eye test on offsides forever, and admittedly, there's been occasions where teams have scored off being offside. Yeah. Um, you know, like... Yeah. But then how many times do they call offside during the course of a game and how many times are we going to mm. check yeah. an offside ruling? And how many times does Beshar Barisha throw his arms up and beg that he wasn't offside when he gets called offside? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a tricky one, but... Yeah, of course. I suppose it's always going to come down to the argument is if the technology's there, why don't we use something to yeah. get these decisions right? Absolutely. But I think what frustrates a lot of people is when the technology's there and we still fuck it up. Yep, exactly, um, I agree. And then yeah. we're left like, you know, well, what do we do now? Well, that brings us to another key question that we're going to talk about tonight. Disappointment in sport. So when the, the Jets fans who left that stadium and were watching all around the region with anticipation of a Jets victory, how do you think those people coped, mate? And coping mechanisms when your team loses. Yeah, well, this is what we want to discuss, right? So, so how do you cope when your team loses or in that situation gets totally robbed? Well, I know how you cope. Lucky for the Jets, no one popped uh, a confetti cannon. No, uh, that's true. <laughs> and and if you follow so the NBA, you're talking you about the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. were a last second shot. Yeah. In to force the game into well, what yeah. they thought they was... thought they won it. They popped the confetti cannon, but in yeah. fact, they hadn't won it. They'd only tied it. But we'll <laughs> we'll talk about the NBA soon. But, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, coping with loss. Well, before you want to talk to me about coping with loss, you've yep. had a pretty rough week on the loss scale yourself. Um, you know, if we're going, going back to basketball, your <laughs> Toronto Raptors, yeah, um, the number one seed and favourite in, in the Eastern Conference, were rolled yeah, in a they sweep were. They were. by uh, Mr. LeBron James himself. Now, I distinctly remember... Well, I like the fact that you said by Mr. LeBron James because effectively... It was only him that took. Oh, absolutely! Apart. It wasn't the team. The rest of his team stinks. Yeah, they uh, do. It's just him, and yeah. what he can do by himself with a bunch of scrubs is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. But Maka, in a, a couple of episodes ago, <laughs> we we had a friendly bet um, <clears throat> where I took the field against the Raptors, and you were quite confident the Raptors would make the finals. I did say that. Yes. Uh, going out in the second round, I yep. believe you owe me some dinner. I do owe you dinner. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so, so it's your choice and my shout. Uh, that's going to sting a little, and and my coping mechanisms are a little different to yours, though I guess. So, like, look, I uh, I'm quite happy to buy you dinner. I'm quite happy to do that. That's okay. I, I was very vocal about the Raptors' chances. I thought it was our year. I thought we had the team to take us to at least the NBA Finals. I wasn't sure if we could win them, but I thought we would definitely be there. Uh, unfortunately, your prediction of them being hopeless in the playoffs pretty much came true yeah it's a different season so I'll buy you dinner mate that's fair enough yeah I owe you that one that's okay but I will still continue to be vocal like being vocal probably may be one of my my most typical coping mechanisms I I do tend to talk a lot of shit about my teams if they're losing or if they're about to lose yeah the Bulldogs have copped verbal barrages off me over the last probably six rounds of the competition yep because they frustrate me but but is that just because of the way they're playing or your expectation that they're not doing as good as what they could I don't expect anything from the Bulldogs these days because they've just been horrible the last couple of years I haven't been able to score tries let alone compete yeah. in the game so in that respect with the with the expectation not there the the loss um, when they when they lose it's it's the 
the blow to your psyche is, yes. isn't as big as what it could be. Well, maybe, I guess. So one of my biggest coping mechanisms that I use when my teams lose is I focus on the, my other teams. Yep. So I throw my energy behind who else is playing, which is why football season is always good because there's so much sport on. And if you're a sport fanatic like you and I are, well, well, there's always another team playing that weekend that you kind of support, you know? Like, I, yeah, but like it's not the that, same, though. Now that the Raptors are gone, like, so, but while the NBA was on and the NRL was on and the AFL was on and the A-League was on, there were four chances at least every weekend that one of my teams was going to get a victory. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, but do you have a one ring to rule them all policy? As in, so my who is do I have a, an absolute favourite? Like, like your team? your team, your your team. Now you like so you would so take for you. So let's say okay. So you're saying your the the team that's closest to your heart, the Cronulla Sharks in the, in the NRL, right? That's yep. that's your that's who you would say is the closest. They're my team. team. I I would take them winning a grand final over yeah. any other thing I support. Yeah, yep. I would. Do, so do I have the same thing? That's a good question. I. Well, rugby league has always been the sport we followed growing up because yeah. because of the regions we grew up in, right? So that's always been our first love, I guess. Um, but as a team, but I've got to say, my my favourite sport isn't rugby league, and it never no. has been. Mm. Um, I've played basketball since I was a kid, and that's my number one sport. And I probably love the NBA more than any other. Yeah, but sport the ironic thing about but... you in the NBA is you love the game. But you don't have a team that you support, do you? Right? Like, not necessarily. You've said that before, so you know. So it's not. I support like players. You... <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Now, so for you, you follow the players more than you follow a particular team. Yeah, and the reason is, I think I put so much energy into supporting my mm. team. Yeah. Is that I probably leave not a lot of room to put that much energy into another team. I've certainly had teams that I've followed over the years, and you yeah. know, have come in and out of yeah. supporting them. But I probably always would have. You know, kept tabs on you know player or players who yep. I followed closely, and and so I've you know kind of wherever they've played, I've gone for them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, with with the victories come the losses. Come the spoils. And I'll tell you, given that the sharks are the closest thing to your heart, there's a lot of spoils before there was well, sorry, there was a lot of losses before you. Oh, got there's to definitely the, the grand final, there's definitely right? more good than come than uh, more bad than, than it comes of good. Let's talk a little bit about some of your coping mechanisms or our coping mechanisms, right? So let's let's list a couple and we'll and we'll break yeah. them down. So. And when we say our, I'm sure that when we you know talk about some of these, <laughs> many of you that will identify yes. with with what we're about to say. There'll be some familiarity for everyone. Listening, totally, and so. I'd be disappointed if if there isn't. <laughs> so the first one we've got on a bit of a list here is alcohol. How yep. do you use alcohol? Are you are you a let's uh let's have a few beers and watch the game? Or yeah, as your yeah. team loses, so so thirty minutes in, your team's down eight nil. Oh, I'll have an extra beer. Or I'll have another beer. Or I'll switch to spirits or something like. Nah, that. well, you, you, you go. Let's as as go the team. So goes my my level of involvement with alcohol. I mean, probably if if we take sport out of the equation, alcohol would be. The number one coping mechanism for any sort of uh, person or or issue out there. Right, just to be clear, across all levels of society, right, so <laughs> we 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 would like to say here we're very socially responsible on sports and spit, and we don't endorse alcoholism. No, or, no, or, definitely not. Um, it's not a coping mechanism. So I mean, for that you me, should engage in. Children. I um, <coughs> I enjoy a couple of beers watching a game, mm. but if if the Sharks got you know lost a, a close game or you know, they played rubbish. And I had a couple of beers watching it on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Once the game's over, I stop 
having the beers. Yeah, okay. Um, but at the same time, once the game's over, if the Sharks lose, sometimes you stop having control over yourself as well. You, so, so one of your other coping mechanisms would be swearing and hitting or kicking furniture, or Throw swearing some... and hitting <laughs> siblings, or uh, well, okay, other people, well, let's, uh, let, let, referees. Let's throw some swearing into there, most definitely. Um, yeah. As I've gotten older, you do I've, have a mouth like a sailor. I have con- controlled my emotions uh, really? whilst watching sports. Uh, I said as uh, because controlled, of your children, I don't have them fully under control, but because you've got influential members of your family watching you watch sports. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely critical and, you know, we'll yell at the TV. Yeah, um, I'm sure most people do. No definitely. different to people yelling at a horse, run your donkey and... Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, so, so. so so the coping mechanism for uh, for when you've got money on a horse is, is, is very similar to what you're describing where it's verbally you believe that you can encourage that horse to run faster. And, and I kind of feel like there's a... There's this inversion of the amount of verbal abuse that a person throws at a horse is directly linked to the amount of money they have on that horse. <laughs> no doubt. But it's in a reverse link, as in if you the people that seem to be most vocal are the ones that have two bucks on it. Yeah. But if you've got a thousand dollars on it, not that I've ever had a thousand dollars on a horse, but someone who might, they seem to be the quiet ones. Maybe yeah, because well, the regret's already kicking in. Well, that's right. You know, there's right. the shame of, of, of losing a race. Mm. After you put a thousand on it, you don't want to tell anyone. You just kind of yeah. want to bury just your, slink away and bury yourself in a hole and maybe yeah. leave and yeah. you know go quiet into the night. And the flip side, the flip flip side of it is, if uh, you're out with your mates and they found out that you put a thousand dollars on a ten to one ruffy, <laughs> um, then you'd be expected to shout for the rest of the night. So if you got it home, you're saying. So you don't want to be identified as the person that won, so that then you don't have to pay. Exactly, because you could be looking at a pretty hefty bar tab. Yeah, that's true. After a couple of hours, after yeah. If race. I was standing next to you and you just won ten thousand dollars, I probably would want you to shout. So a most of, times. of that profit's been rolled into getting your mates drunk. Yeah, um, they'll love you for it, but you yeah. may. So what about the whole like where you play the sympathy card, where you say, or like, so you look for somebody who's worse off than you. So, oh, totally. So would you say? Well, at least I'm not a Raptors fan. Like, yeah, well, true. Or, like, or, or, so. or if you are a diehard Raptors fan, and you know, like you, yeah. you live and breathe the Raptors. Yeah, like I do. Yeah, like you. Go you, you could always think, oh, well, imagine how Demar Derozan feels right now. He actually plays for him. See, I don't feel sorry for him. I say, fuck him. Like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but anyway. So. But you know, even the GM or the coach or whatever. But yeah, so you or, don't feel or, sorry or, for them. Or other more hardcore fans in, in Canada. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, I probably feel more sorry for some or, of the Canadian hockey fans where their franchises aren't competing in the NHL because I know how much that means to them in terms yeah. of the playoffs now. So, so. You, can, you can make yourself feel better mm. by just thinking how bad someone is feeling worse yeah. than you. And what about... So, you've been accused in the past of... So, this your love of... When you follow the NBA, your love of players. Yeah. And I've, I've accused you of this, and I'm happy to accuse you of it ongoing, but... Uh, of jumping on the bandwagon, right? So, so, you, so you follow the most popular players in the NBA, like the LeBron Jameses and the, probably the Kobe Bryant's, whatever. When they no, I, I didn't like Kobe. You didn't like Kobe, okay, no. right? But, but so I've always been a Larry Bird man, yeah, okay, a Sean Kemp man, yeah, and a LeBron James man, okay. They, they've been my favourite three. Yeah, right. So, all three people had fair amount of success across their careers. Yep. 
So you could be accused of jumping on a bandwagon. Or is that a coping mechanism for you? You go, right, oh, well, my team's lost. So the Raptors lost, for example. Right? So now I would go, mate, Golden State Warriors, they are on and they've always been my favourite team after the Raptors. Yeah. So so also, so let me let us let me call this out a little bit for you. We also have a friend yep. who thinks it's okay to have two teams in the same competition. No. A first team that you support and a second team that you support. To the point of this person who will remain nameless. But they, you know who you are, right? And you're letting yourself down, by the way. Letting yourself down. Who has jerseys of those two teams, right? <laughs> and depending on the game he's attending, will wear that, that jersey. That's a definite no-no. That is an absolute no-no, right? It's like cheating on your wife. Yeah. And the only way... With her sister or something. Like the, someone that's close yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the only way I would permit... Um, for someone to have two of two teams is, is a Mormon with a second wife. Right. Okay. So, so polygamy is also qualifies you to have more than one sports team in the same. No, no, no. Polygamy is not acceptable in sports. Right. Okay. No. Only polygamy. for only if you're a Mormon. If you're only not a Mormon, you can't right. do it. Okay. Right. And you can't be polygamist in sports. Okay. It's yeah, just no, one team. But so, can you say? Can you? Your team goes out. Can you go? Okay, I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon of the next best team you can you can probably have a team you would prefer to win mm. but i i definitely don't think you can be an active supporter and get on facebook and say go the cowboys or yeah okay you you still may want to put a wager on it or, yeah. or, or watch the game with interest does your wife ever ask you when you're watching sport and it's not the sharks playing does she ever watch you or who are you going for um no but my kids do do they yeah, yeah. okay yeah. And my answer would be, well, no one really, unless I yeah. have a, a bet on. I'm going for sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, if I... Well, so, so this is what you explain to your kids. Uh, actually, I'm going for um, Darius Boyd to score first try. <laughs> and Sam Thider to get across the line second. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> so, it's funny you should say that. On, what? On, uh, on the weekend, the Raiders-Sharks game, I had a couple of wages mm. and I felt pretty dirty about doing this but I took Nick Kotrick from the Raiders to score first Okay, I took Valentine Valentine Holmes to score a try and the Sharks win mm-hmm. uh, the Sharks head to head and the Sharks won to 12 all four came off mm-hmm. so that's the first time that's ever happened right um, so a quad quadruple yeah, payout for it was, you yeah it was a pretty good bet you, um, you didn't have those in a multi did you no nah, I wish I did but yeah, okay. I took them all, yeah. all individually but yeah my son was quizzing me why I was so happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really want to tell him. <laughs> when when the Raiders bloke scored first, off a Cronulla mistake. Um, but yeah, and, I, and then you put his head through the wall. No, so there's no job. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we're responsible parents here. At yeah, totally, totally, here. absolutely. Totally. We we don't want to, to endorse huge amounts of gambling. But so from the on the gambling front, okay, so. So jumping on the bandwagon, maybe you can potentially pick a team that you kind of loosely follow and say I'd like to see them win, but you can't certainly go out and buy a second jersey. No, and say, no, no way. Like, oh, you, you can't even just you know put it out there that that you have. I'm now behind this team. That, that you have Let's a second go. favorite team that you actively you can't actively no. support your second favorite team. It's no, just that's right. it's one team or nothing. So okay, so is that the lowest act in sport? Or is the lowest act in sports fandom, let's say like sports fandom, uh, betting against or tipping against your team? Ooh, okay. I think What's it, lower? Uh, Having two teams, I reckon. Yeah, lower. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because you're hedging your bets. You're having two wives, you know, yeah, like if yeah. you just can't do it. No. Nah. 
But if you so, is it acceptable to bet against your team? It's not kosher. No, it's not cool, right? Um, is it, it acceptable to tip against your team? Yes. Right. So if you're in a tipping comp and you how do you justify the two? Well, what's the difference? Because oh, I don't know. In, in a tipping comp, you're not really putting money on on that. Yeah. You're tipping. You may pay the entry fee, but that's... I think I think you might be right. I, like I think maybe so from a. But if you're from, from a stinks. tipping comp perspective, I go yeah, but bragging rights come with that, so I've got to take that fairly seriously, right? Like everyone knows. Like I stink at footy tipping mainly because I keep forgetting to put the tips in. Thursday night football is what screws me up. I'm I've been raised on a diet of. Tips have to be in by five o'clock or six o'clock on Friday, right? Yeah. This NRL scheduling of a game on Thursday night and an early game on Friday has totally thrown my ability to compete in a tipping competition out the window. Got a couple of things on that. Thursday night footy, yeah, it sucks if your team plays a Thursday night, yeah. especially if they lose, because you have to go a whole weekend. There's and a no Friday coping. Night. There's no coping mechanism for you. It can be a long weekend. It is a long you know, weekend. You think, exactly oh, I'm, right. I'm over forty this week, and then yep. it's all in front of you. So yeah. you, you don't want a bar of it. And you, and if they play then Thursday, then the following Saturday or Sunday, that's a long time. The six o'clock game in the NRL on a Friday is oh. absolutely terrible. It's like the dead zone unless you're there live. Yeah. So I went on Friday night to watch the Knights and Panthers. Oh yeah, we was it good? Was it? I mean, it was it, it was good just to. To be there at the end of the game, and you look, and you look at your clock, and you think, "Oh, it's only seven thirty. This yeah, is great." Okay. So I that, don't understand. I, I'm not really sure what market the NRL are going for with that six o'clock game, and it's obviously a broadcasting decision. But I don't. There's not a lot of people. Is there a lot of people? Maybe tradies at the pub who race home on a Friday. Is that who? Do they even go home? I think they just go to the pub go or have a pub. surf. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what's not? That's a fair generalisation. If you've got a trade, you surf. Or well, Newcastle, it's, <laughs> it's one or the other. You're either a, a surfing tradie, or you knock off at three three o'clock on a Friday, or even one o'clock, and yeah, and have a bit of a uh, a long lunch at the pub with your mm. with your other tradie mates, talking about the, the next week's jobs. The six o'clock footy game. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Getting your tips in for the weekend. What about shutting yourself off from sports, Drew? Would you? I lose. There goes Foxtel. I'm cutting it off. Oh, I, mean, I can't get access. All I can get is, you know, ABC well, sporting. If it's final or, series and you get bundled out, yeah. And you know, if you're one of those people that once you're out, you can't watch another game. You're out. Yeah. You're done. That, that's you know, if if you want to resist the temptation, then cancelling your Fox, Foxtel subscription. Get rid of it. I reckon it's happened at least once. Well, there's very little contracts from Foxtel now. You could cancel or take it up whenever you want. Really. Yeah. Yeah. What about okay. for you? Taking up any? What about new hobbies? Oh yeah. So just go for a long run on a Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's probably where it, where it, maybe it came from, right? It was years of disappointment of golf. Golf. Yeah, golf. New set of golf sticks, right? How are they going? How are the new golf sticks going? Oh, I, I had a ninety three off the stick last round. Did you really? Hitting the drive straight. Like legitimately counted. Legit. I've, I've got a card and all that stuff, so Re- it's all it's all legit. Yeah, but isn't that you just write that down? No, no, it's like I've got to hand them in, so it's oh, all... Dear? Like, it's been my interest not to get good scores because it brings my handicap down. Oh, right. So so this is at, your ch- at Charlestown? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, 93 is still um, 21 over. Okay, yeah. But for me, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a win. And mate, it's probably, you know... <laughs> Anytime it's... you break 100, for me, it's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've broken 100, not even on nine holes, but I would say. Once I can iron the yips out of my short game... The yips but, yeah, the, out the, of your the, short game. The chipping and, uh, and, and the wedge wedge shots. Will you ever be one of those guys who just takes his club up clubs up to the to the course and just practices short game? Like I say, just... 
on a practice green or something just practices chipping onto the green all the time? I wouldn't say no. You would, wouldn't you? You'd go up to the driving range and you'd get a bucket of balls and just chip chip away. The temptation is just to hit your driver as far just as you smash can. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because if I go to a driving range, I just want to open up the shot. Because that's the most satisfying thing about golf, it just is, yeah. nailing your tee shot. And just hearing it go. <laughs> that noise. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, you know, I, like well, I well, I I've never had it as off the stick. I when I've played with blokes who hit it hard, that's I imagine it'll be satisfying. You can hit your drive two hundred and sixty meters; it can make your day. Yeah, right. But then you come and duff your your chip or your putt. Yeah, and then it's just like it just ruins it. Mate, if I hit my drive two hundred and sixty meters, I'd just put the club back in the bag. It's a good feeling. That'll do me. I'll take, I'll I'll take a par. <laughs> that'll do me. I've hit it far enough. I'll take a par. So th- in the streety counting system, oh, that's a par. I'm out. So yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's probably pretty reasonable. I, I had one that far with, with the win at my back on the the fourteenth yeah. uh, hole. Yeah. It felt pretty good. Yeah. Nice. I parred that hole. That was nice. <laughs> so, do you ever disown your, your sports team once they lose? Ah. Oh, I never liked him anyway. Uh, I, I think my relationship is with my sports teams. Is You're pretty solid. Kind of you like my kids. Are, uh, you, 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 you may be angry with them. You can be disappointed with them. But deep down, you still love them. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. always come back the next day yeah. with a smile on your face. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hoping that things so will get better. Yeah, they, they've, you've had it, Cronulla. Look, there's nothing you, you can do that will ever mean this man will leave you. He yeah. will be there forever. But what about you, Mac? If the doggies just have another couple of bad years, are you just going to take the attitude was well, I never liked him anyway? Well, I well I say that a lot. Like so, so I say, oh well, you know, I like you know, I don't care. I'm more of a sports fan of like I'm more of a fan of the A League or something like that. But you never, you're right. I mean, you never. I mean, if you once you support a team, this is why you. This is the reason why you can't have a second team, is because once you support a team, then then that's it. That's it. Like like it's not. You don't get the choice of, but if they're shit, you're gonna, you're not gonna support them. I mean, it's like the Raptors, like, like the Raptors have disappointed me a lot, right? We've gone from being horrible to being pretty good in the regular season, but horrible in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? But you, you won't see me next year going, oh well, you know, I'm a bit more of a 76ers fan or something like that. What I would say is, is it well, the you're Raptors a Ben are, Simmons fan. The Raptors are my team, right? Ben but, Simmons yeah. is your favorite player. Uh yeah, he probably is. Yeah, but that's only because. You know the connection that we have with him, obviously being Australian, and we know his family, and you know that. So he's definitely, I, I definitely follow his progress more than any other NBA player I've I've followed. Yeah. Um. But that's just because it's kind of cool because I kind of feel like I might know an NBA player. You know, yeah. like so. You know, in some weird twenty degrees of separation type scenario. I mean, you know, like uh, but we, you know, that's why I follow him. But it's not like I kind of go, oh, he's the greatest player. Like you know, he hasn't won my heart. I just, like I just because I, I've got a connection, I like. We just want him to do well. Yeah, that's right. But so the Raptors, mate, they'll always be there, and the Bulldogs are the same, right? Like I'll always love the Bulldogs, um, and any team I support. Swans are the same, you know. Um, Jets, but yeah, I always like never liked them anyway. Yeah, well, you know what I am. I'm I, like so. So I kind of when my team loses, I go, yeah, you know what? I probably knew they were going to lose anyway. Like I probably, oh, I knew that, so it's okay. Well, that's just a mask. We briefly that's touched on it mask. before, but we, we mentioned about um, one of my pet hates, and it's one of yours as well, hmm. is you bet against your team. Yeah. You, you tell everyone, got, oh, a, yeah. got a tip for you. 
Oh, get yeah. on this. Yeah. Surefire winner. Yeah, my team's going to lose. We're going to get smashed tonight. Yeah, we're Here's the margin. Yeah, yeah. So you talk your team down so that... What are your mates? Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, they come out and roll dick, it. That's a dick move. But then yeah. but then you get caught out celebrating your victory by yeah, social media posts. Claiming it. Can't yeah, claim saying, that. No, yeah. you can't claim it. No. What you have to claim is I'm a dick too. <laughs> and and then, you know, and I got that one wrong and maybe maybe I'll buy you blokes dinner. Like, yeah. That would be the easiest way. I'll wear my Giants jersey at the same and, uh, time. It, it probably it, it would be a hollow bet win to bet against your team and they... Throw, Surely, throw it back in your face. Surely it is, right? Like, it can't feel as good as what it would. Yeah, if like you're... that 20 or 30 bucks you may have collected yeah. probably doesn't have much of a future. No, It'll just get wasted. Cheer them home pretty hard. Yeah. So, look, coping mechanisms in sport, everyone's got them and everyone uses them differently. So, jump on our social media pages. We'd love to hear what your coping mechanisms are in sport and, yeah. and how you get over a tough loss. Yeah, we want to hear some stories of how did you deal with your sporting team's biggest loss? Yeah, what would you say your sporting team's biggest loss is? What 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 sticks out for you as the Sharks' biggest loss? Was it the midweek? Was it the Caltex Cup? You guys um, lost the grand final, didn't you? Oh, it's it's hard to well Back probably in the day. I categorically can't give it one, but I can give you probably two examples mm. that are or three examples with a, just the prelim final flameouts yeah. in '99. Yep. First the Dragons after leading 8-0. Yep. Uh, we led the Knights um, in 2001 and lost yep. that game. Yeah. Um, we led the Warriors in yep. 2002, lost yep. that game. Okay. And then we got hammered 28-0, didn't even turn up in 2008 versus Melbourne. Yep. Who then lost 40-0 to Manly the week after. Yeah, nice. So that was, uh, that was probably, you yeah, know. particularly. I think I was with you for most of those That's when the, the, the full about. gamut of those of those aforementioned emotions um, were all rolled, I remember some <laughs> rolled of those in the prelim- space of 20 minutes. But <laughs> each day. Some of those preliminary final games, the losses you're talking about, were probably some of the better coping, like misuse of coping mechanisms that I've seen you engage in in sport. Total misuse. It was yeah, just, uh, yeah. it was a total um, mental and emotional <laughs> meltdown of, of, of the highest accord. <laughs> probably some of the best days as well, so... So look, we we do want to hear all those stories. We'd love to hear exactly how you've coped and how you've coped with your team's biggest loss, um, because it always hurts. I mean, look, sport is exactly like our children, like Streety said, right? We love it. We it annoys us sometimes. It disappoints us sometimes. It makes us sad. But in the end, mate, we're coming back tomorrow for more. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's in many ways, it's you can also draw a parallel. It's a bit like a abusive relationship as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just. We're just victims of the Stockholm syndrome. For yeah, teams, we just you know? take just... a battering and, <laughs> and all the emotional hurt, just, and but yeah. we come back for more the next week. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, somebody who's not coming back for more today, Cameron Smith announced that he will not pull on the Queensland or Australian jersey anymore. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, it's a, it's a bit of an overreaction for getting suspended for a, <laughs> a leg pull on Kevin Proctor. Do you like, think he's followed through on his threat that if he ever got suspended, he'd retire from representative football? Yeah, is well, that, I mean, is that, he, he comes across as an upstanding bloke, so maybe, their bluff. maybe he had to stick stick to his word. But yeah, Cameron, a little mate. bit disappointed the way, <laughs> way you've reacted, mate. Like, um, <laughs> Just calm down, Cameron. Yeah. Just take it easy. It's, it's only footy, mate. Yeah, Coping mechanisms. Right. Not, Coping not, mechanisms. And, uh, uh, not limited to fans in sport. Exactly. And I, I right here, right now, I have to give the spit of the week to Cameron Smith oh, yeah. for retiring from rep footy for getting suspended for pulling mm. Kevin Proctor's leg. There you go. Spit of the week, Cameron Smith, you've won it. So at least you've taken something home this year extra to 
any premiership you might win. But I'll tell you what... Pretty if, handy for New South Wales. Yeah, though. exactly. If you had had wind of this before it was announced, um, and I'm sure the betting markets have been adjusted, but mm. throwing a few extra bucks on the Blues to win the series um, at, at better odds uh, well, would have been handy. I'm, I reckon they probably shortened a tad. So Jonathan Thurston's gone, Cooper Cronk's gone, and Cameron Smith's gone. Greg Inglis is just coming back, obviously, for, from a knee, long-term knee injury and some, and some other issues. Yeah. And... Um, Queensland, they could be in trouble here. Yeah, I mean, I I tipped a Blues win at the start of the. Did you? Yep. Yeah, oh, our, you did too. That's right. Footy thing, yeah. but uh, I mean, I that was on the back of Nathan Cleary, and his his kicking. Um, but you know, if he's he going, makes his return to footy this weekend, does he? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, he's going to play this weekend. Well, I mean, if one or two good games, and then you know, like Freddie might want to pick him and Maloney as your halves for the Blues. Yeah. Um, Freddie's just he's just starting to he's. Been following all the specials at Liquorland and Dan Murphy's and stuff. He's just been loading up for the bonding sessions. So I think yeah, he's exactly. gone and probably bought about forty cartons. And there's probably no other halfbacks in the NRL that are for New South Wales that are sort of putting their hand up and saying, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm happy to be the or you know I'm, I'm the front runner for the New South Wales halfback spot." So would you say that the most likely halves combination becomes like the Penrith halves combination in? Um, yeah, for sure. Cleary and. Uh, James Maloney? Yep. Yeah, it's probably pretty close, right? Like, oh, I mean, but they didn't play very well together at this, the first couple of rounds. Like they didn't find James Maloney didn't really find his feet because he wasn't he didn't have the, the ball in his hands. Yeah, true, like. but you know, I, I think consistency is 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 key in a way and there's that still that um, level of, you know, familiarity at, at club level, mm. even though clearly he hasn't been playing much, but he's he's in that environment. Yeah. He'd be talking to Maloney on a daily basis and, and things like that. So, um, so Maloney showed sort of what of a how much of a class player he is just from you know where he's put Penrith. Um, yeah. Well, where he's put moment. every club that he's played at, like yeah. it hasn't ever really, like it, like when you consider some of the people that have stolen paychecks from clubs in those positions, the position of five eight. Matt like, Moylan. Yeah, that's right. Like you see, and that's Sharks reference number thirty two for the hour. Uh, like, oh, well, Gus Gould fleeced us on that deal. Yeah, totally. Well, Gus has fleeced a few people, I'd say. <laughs> Not including probably the local Krispy Kremes a couple of times, I'd say. I'll yeah. But what about some other NRL news? Mm. Like, we've had players, you know, Cameron Smith with his massive spit. Um, the dramas seem to be continuing at Parramatta. Yeah, so they don't seem to be going very well at all. Now their players are running from police. So Kenny uh, Edwards. Kenny Edwards has been uh, stood down yep. after a routine traffic stop where he decided to leg it. Yeah. Now, what... So... Now, if you've ever seen an episode of Cops, legging it from them never ends well. No, I mean, if that was in the States, he'd have been shot. Yeah, he could have been too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd be reading about Kenny Edwards Or it would have at least killed. been a pretty good montage of a heavy panting policeman and a really jiggly camera yeah. running and you can't see anything until they actually capture him. Yeah. Yeah. It's that reggae music yeah. thing song that in the background. Boys. But so... So you must be, say you pull up and, like, say, you know, you're, so you're driving home, you're taking the missus to, to dinner because you're trying to use it as a coping mechanism to get over the shark's loss. Yep. Spend some time with another habit. We had food in our list. That's right. Yeah, food. Yeah, we didn't talk about food. Yeah, we, we didn't eat our, fe- we do eat our feelings quite often here. But, Same uh, as we ate our words. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So the cops pull you up and, and, and you've done nothing wrong, but you decide, fuck, I'm just going to leg it. There's no future so, in it. So you, 
So that just doesn't happen, right? No. So, so you, you say you're doing something. He's been like, on the drink, or you he's, reckon he's pissed. He's just gone well, on. no, well maybe not even that. Like you know, there's a few stories coming out of Parramatta Land that they drugs. Yeah, they don't mind a bit of snow. Yeah, okay. And by snow we mean cocaine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to name names for fear of recrimination, right. but um, yeah, several right. Parramatta players have been, um, you know. Where have you heard this? Oh, just on various in, in the Daily Telly, various rumor sites. Oh, okay, yeah, right. You know, doing our research. Yeah, of course. As we do. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, we're very uh, well connected here. But mate, you could probably make back um, for all the uh, all the wrong you did on picking the Raptors to to do well this year. You may pull a, a massive one back by... Or by the eels taking the wooden spoon. Yeah, that... that I mean, mate, if you should have had money on that, that's... I don't know. If they're paying out early, oh, I'll pay that out for you. Like, yeah, is that right? I'll, I'll pay that bet. You pay that bet out, right? So, if they pay... But so, if Sportsbet they, or any like, agency pays, pays a wooden spoon out early, and it looks yeah. like they're, they're headed there... Yeah. Um, well, you... They they turned it around for a week or two, but they've still... They've obviously still got some ingrained issues at the club, which is, like I said, is why I always thought the wheels were going to fall off. And you talk about startling turnarounds <coughs> with several clubs like the Warriors and the Tigers, but mm. I think for me that the, the the biggest turnaround has been the reverse turnaround of Para. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely expected better as, yeah, as did yeah. most of their supporters. So okay, let's talk about turnarounds. What about the Rabbitohs? The Rabbitohs, everyone's now. So the Rabbitohs win a couple of games, and everyone thinks that Sattler's running out for them, and it's the Halcyon days, and they're they're going to go and challenge St George for eleven straight premierships. Well. More so, than, they, so they so they beat the dragons. More than one of the Fox Sports team have been carrying on saying their current roster in 2018 is better than their premiership winning roster of 2014. And do you buy that? I haven't watched enough of the bunnies to to really no, take note. I but I don't know if I have either. But if that's coming from Mark Gasnier, I don't believe a word. Oh, he's a fire turkey. up bitch. He's an idiot. Gasnier, get on the phone. I'll telephone Gaz. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He probably he's he's had his day. Old Gaz, hasn't he? Yep. Oh, yeah. But so, so, I you know what annoys me? I you know who Russell Crowe annoys me. Did I you get Did you get in his auction? Did you buy much? Mm. You know he auctioned off all his stuff because oh he's, did he he's from the Gladiator selling everything? Oh, is, is that right? Yeah, I thought he's been divorced about ten times from yeah. that. But yeah, he's probably got to pay for it somehow. But yeah, of course, selling all his shit was um, I don't an online auction was, He was selling everything like jerseys and framed pictures and mm. bits of uh, memorabilia from his movies. What would you buy out of Russell's war, like? Garage. I mean, the the number one ticket item would be got to be a sword or a helmet from Gladiator. From Gladiator, yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe yeah. maybe his specs or his vest or you know his cardigan he wore in a beautiful mind. Oh yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that's a pretty good show. Maybe. Oh, his boots from Romper Snobber were auctioned off. Were they? They went for about ten grand or something. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, right. Who has <laughs> ten grand to spend on Russell Crowe's boots from Romper Stomper? I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe someone, maybe it's a maybe someone who had four pairs of Aaron Williams boots. Maybe already. the same bloke who had a thousand dollars on his team to lose at ten to one, and he yeah. didn't tell his mates, so he didn't have to shout at the pub. He went, you know what I'm going to buy? Russell Crowe's boots. What would you get from Rusty's collection? Oh, what would I buy from Russell's collection? Um, I liked Cinderella Man, the story that he did. Um, or you the, get some boxing gloves? Yeah, something like that. I think that Probably was one of the items in that. Was it? I'd probably get something like that. Oh, that's a good story. What are, those, what are some other Rusty's big blockbusters? All right, I'm going to Google some of his movies. We'll come back to you on that. Let's um, let's move on. So the so the Rabbitohs maybe they're maybe they're back, maybe they're not. I, I feel like the Rabbitohs are a team that'll let you down if you get behind them at the moment. I, yeah. 
It's oh, like, it'd be like the West Tigers. I, I get why people are liking the West Tigers at the moment, but I don't think it's sustainable. No, no. I don't think it's sustainable success. Other news out of the NRL today. Um, Jack Bird being dropped from the Broncos. And that uh, made you very happy. Back to reserve grade. Well, I, I was rubbished um, in, in a few circles when I said that uh, Cronulla had had the best of Jack Bird. Um, mm. It was his decision to leave. And, and, you know, <clears throat> fair enough to him uh, to get more money. He's got a short career due to his arthritis, but... Mm. Many people expected big things, but um, Jack certainly hasn't lived up to his his billing as a, one of the top recruits. So mm. he's looking at being a reserve grader. Yeah. And making his thoughts known on social media, you know, about people talking about him and stuff like that. Yeah, and so what he's 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 come out on social media and said all the haters can. Oh well, you know, you, haters gonna hate. You know, you're in the dumps mm. and stuff's going on when you screen snap motivational quotes and sayings and oh, yeah. make them status updates. Yeah, that's not good. No. That doesn't speak so to you're not in a good place when, when you're when you're doing that sort of stuff and yeah, Jack Bird's fallen into that trap. Yeah. Do you know what movie I liked of Russell Crowe's? Mystery Alaska, the one about ice hockey. I've never heard of it. Then why you never heard of it? You've never seen it. Why didn't you put it in our list of movies? Oh well, back I in episode well, I two or three. It. Like I forgot about it. Oh. It was a good show. Can't have I mean, been that good. Did you, you watch it when you're in Canada? No. Okay. Well I don't think so. You live there? Yeah, I know. Proof of Life. Well, of course I know that. Proof of Life, that was a good show. Well, that was the one where the Pittsburgh Steelers were sort of, you know, he was doing the runner through the on game day. Lots oh, of yellow it? and black going on there. What? In Proof of Life? Yeah. No, I think you've got the wrong movie. Isn't oh. that where his wife, he smuggles his wife, tried to smuggle his wife out of the country? No, that's a different one. That's mm-hmm. Proof of Life was where he was like a... Um, like some sort of international security expert and Meg Ryan's husband was taken um, was taken hostage and held for ransom. And so while he, Russell looked for her husband, he also banged her. Like pretty oh. realistic. That's probably what wouldn't happen, but uh, maybe it would, I don't know. I, the one, I know the one you're talking about. That was a good movie. Robin Hood. I'd probably get something oh, from Robin Hood. Robin Hood. That was a pretty good show. Maybe some treasure. Because he used to steal from the yeah. rich and give to the poor. Yeah, yeah, true. Master and Commander. Maybe if he had any of his boats up there at Nana Glen, maybe he'd get a boat from Master and Commander. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, good luck, Russell. Good luck with the Rabbitohs. They're the going all right, well, but yeah. well, let's talk about the Rabbitohs and towards the final, see where so, they are. So, <clears throat> what about Streety, the AFL? Mate, has anything grabbed your attention in the AFL? Buddy Franklin for the Swans. He, he's, he's, oh, they, they say today that he's going to miss another week with a bruised heel. Maybe Bruce it's Hill. because of the size of his wallet that he carries around. <laughs> well, Taking a knock on his Calcaneus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Probably is. Um, yeah, listen, I'll probably he, the AFL, three or two main things stick out for me. Um, yeah. I'm impressed with Richmond. Defending premiers, backing it up. Yep. Top of the table. Yep. You always want to see that. Yep. Um, and if, you know, so far so good for them. Yeah, they've been a pretty much a form team, haven't they? Yeah. That, that, a couple of surprises. GWS, they're out of the eight at the moment. Yeah. We thought they'd go better. We thought, but maybe that's because no one turns up to watch them. Yeah, so you showed me a photo earlier of the ga- of the ground at Spotless where there was no one there. No, that's right. I reckon yeah, you get a bigger crowd at a local lawn bowls on a Sunday other. You might, Pretty too. shocking turnout. Well, I'll tell, you where, I'll tell you who you wouldn't get at the game is any of the Cameroonian or... Uganda or Rwandan athletes from the Commonwealth Games. Massive news. Big controversy today. Their visas run out tonight. But they're all still here. And they're seeking asylum. Yes. Well, 
some of them are anyway. Others still haven't been found. They may be somewhere else. But I mean, it would be in your in your interest to at least come back and then seek asylum. Yeah, you're probably not doing your chances any harm. And I'm no expert mm. on uh, international no, no. Um, refugee laws and, yeah, and the yeah. whole process behind that. Yeah. But one would think it's it's almost like getting pulled over by the cops when you're innocent and doing a runner. Yeah. I mean, you just you're yeah. not you're not helping your cause. No, you yeah, it's probably not great. And the fact that you only came out and asked for asylum the day that your visa expires probably doesn't help. I don't know though. Like maybe they don't take that into account in immigration law. I'm not sure, but but it just looks bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know that probably has further ramifications for the Commonwealth Games Committee for future mm-hmm. games as to you know whether. Yep. Athletes or countries get invited and things like that. It's going to cause other yeah, I, other larger social issues. I think we're going to see a big shift. We might talk about this in another episode because it's probably a bigger topic than we've got time for. But I think you're going to see a big shift in these major sporting events. You know, the multi-sporting events like uh, like the Commonwealth Games or the Olympic Games or um, you know any type of multi-sport event where countries and cities spending huge amounts of money to host them. Uh, I think, you, you know, World Cups are the same. I think you're going to have to see a big change in those things, not just based on issues like, you know, deportation or, or you know, desertion of athletes, but the amount of cost that will go into that. It's, yeah. it's going to be a big change in the sporting landscape anyway. I think that's going to be huge. So we'll so have to keep our eye out for that. But anyway, we'll see. So good luck to those African athletes. We do hope that uh, that you find some type of uh, home in the... In, in the world whether it be here or elsewhere we, we do hope it all works out for yeah them. and if they're runners um, maybe we'll we'll take them on yeah potentially yeah well it's probably a good idea right like let's have a look at their sporting potential and see if we then grant them asylum based on a talented athlete well, program other countries do it yeah that's right oh, like Qatar yeah, yeah the amount do. of South America playing just, for their national team is well they horrendous. don't just grant them asylum they give them full like full actually fees. actively recruit them and pay them a lot of money I think yeah like, it's quite lucrative for them I think so yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm sure we might see a lot of that in the World Cup coming up, mm. um, with some unusual sounding surnames uh, rolling <laughs> yeah. out for you for, know, uh, you know, Iceland, or Eastern European countries. <clears throat> you know, but there's been a bit of a shift in uh, in some of the major sports in Europe, basketball being mm. one of them. Yep. A lot of those uh, Eastern European countries who were former Soviet countries. Yep. You know, making a, a, an impact on uh, at that international level, mm-hmm. and a bit of a change in the garden in the football as well, with several, um, you know. High-profile footballing mm. nations not present. Yep, and some of your lesser-known countries. Yeah, sort of taking those spots. The balance of power is shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of balance of power, we've we've just sitting here in your your living room, and we've we've just decided to throw on game one, the replay of the Western Conference Finals in the NBA. Your favourite sport, my favourite sport, yep. basketball. It's all hotting up. A lot to talk about there. So, what do you yeah. think of this game, Strudy? Golden State Warriors taking this one. 116 to 109. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like to get on the, the hype train. Yeah. Um, Is this a bandwagon? Oh, no, no, the, the hype train's a bit different. Okay. Now, the, the hype train basically is uh, not so much riding a team, um, mm. but sort of, you know, getting carried away with the, the media um, oh, yeah. mo- momentum and their coverage of team and, and, and predictions. So, yeah. you know, full credit to the Houston Rockets for being. You know the number one team during the regular yeah. season. Yep. Playing a, a brand of basketball that's is far different to anything we've probably seen ever. Mm. Yep. 
um, he- heavily driven on isolation plays, three point shooting, mm. and that's governed 100% by analytics. Mm. Um, so their, their their basketball is a form of science, I, I guess you could say in a way. Yeah. The, the, the contrasting style is the, the other best team in the league, mm. um, not record-wise, but talent-wise, definitely, yeah. where they, they play an expansive, team-orientated, pass-heavy uh, game. And who's that? The Golden State Warriors. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I tipped the Warriors to win win the series 4-1. Yep. Uh, they won game one today, so they're mm-hmm. up 1-0 uh, away. Yep. And for me, I think this series is, is, is a wash now. You reckon Houston will just fold like a cheap suit? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have picked him in seven, but I can't see him winning mm. any, any games on the road. So I think this will be 4-1. Yeah, okay. Maybe even a sweep wrapped up pretty quick. Okay. Um, which is a bit of a shame because, you know, a lot of people have, have <coughs> tipped, tipped the Rockets to, you know, beat them. Pro- yeah. Pro- progress. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's every chance we may be seeing... Um, Warriors versus Cavs part four, but I'm also. Will the Cavs come back? Can oh. the Cavs come back and beat the Celtics? I think out of these two series, it's more likely that the Cavs can win that yep. series. Yep. Um, they're playing away in the down one nil, so that that scoreline is sort of you know as a to, to be expected sort of thing. You're expected mm. to win at home and, and lose on the road. Yeah. So that's probably you know that that series is going with par where the Warriors have broken serve uh, on this one. So. Let's so getting out of the actual games and the results and who's going to do whatever. Let's go to the most controversial topic in basketball. LeBron James. Okay. Is he the greatest player of all time? Um, at this stage, it's to be decided. Right. What would decide it? More, more, more titles. So would you say? So would you say? Okay, because the the common wood is is that LeBron James hasn't won as many titles as Michael Jordan, isn't as much of a competitor as Michael Jordan, even though he may be the most talented individual, he may not have the most heart or competitiveness. Is that is that have I paraphrased that correctly from yeah, what I mean, you the, would understand it as yeah, the argument that, that's definitely of, of non LeBron lovers? A general school of thought. Um, I probably wouldn't write him off as as being a non competitor though. Mm. You know, the, all these guys at that level are all alpha dogs, mm. um, very Ego, heavy, sure, yeah, um, driven guys. Um, so you know, the, 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 at the top of the mountain or, or, or the top level of the pyramid, mm. there's probably two or three of those blokes that are, yeah, you know, could could all lay a claim or a stake of, you know, to to be up there as the, the best of them. Yep. Um, I think you probably can't judge LeBron on his standing, whether he's number two or number one. He's definitely in in the top two. Yeah. Um, yeah. at the moment, but. You probably have to to wait to the end of his career, sure, and whether or not he breaks yep. Kareem's record um, as the all-time leading scorer. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the the debate's going to be: um, is is LeBron the greatest ever because mm. of his stats? Yeah. His points, the games played, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, because he's exceeded Jordan in all those. Mm. Uh, well, the points maybe not yet. Yeah. Um, but that, that'll happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Longevity, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's any doubting that, that Jordan was the greatest ever winner. No. And, and, and probably the greatest ever competitor. Mm. But as a basketball talent, I probably would, would say that talent-wise yeah. and, 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 and as a complete skill set, 
Yep. That I, I think LeBron probably has him. Interesting thought. Okay. But that is a debate that yeah, rages. And it will continue to rage, and I'm the, sure. It rages with fire. Yeah, and there's day good and day reason out. for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's good reason for people wanting to rage on that on that type of debate. I mean, look, it's fine. That is the way it goes. Uh, so, so let's. What about our favourite NBA player, like like we described before, Ben Simmons, right? Yes. So, so he's seventy sixes. They got knocked out in the last round. So they got beaten by the Celtics, four uh, one. Yeah. Now, as we said before, they had a bit of a false start on the confetti cannon. They, they lost a bit. Did very quickly. Did the seventy sixes overachieve or underachieve this year in the in the playoffs? Expectations for these guys were if they could be, you know, a, have a fifty percent record, mm. um, that would be a good season. Yeah, uh, they went on a pretty big run towards the end and end up with a three seed, won fifty two yeah. games out of eighty two. That schedule towards the end, what a lot of people are saying is it was quite a soft schedule though, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was probably a lot of sort of like lower ranked teams that they beat, but they mm. when they beat them, they didn't just win they just they beat them they, yep. they beat them proper i think the average winning, winning margin was in the vicinity of 16 to 18 points yeah, so sure. they when they they played well for yep. that yeah so i would probably say record wise they definitely exceeded expectations mm. um once they hit the playoffs though um you know a few things happened with guys being injured and you know and the, the pathway to get to the finals um you know I mentioned earlier today that the, the the front door opened for them, mm. but they tripped on the mat. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a pretty good analogy. Um, yeah, I well, I think like I like I probably feel like the seventy sixes. I mean, they from where they've come from, I think they had a great year. Oh, hundred percent. They should be yeah, disappointed yeah. at all. I think uh, I think you've got a team for the first year they were playing together. I think they'll get better, as in I think they will sign better players. I, I think uh, I, I I get the feeling they're not going to get. LeBron James, I just feel like that's not going to happen, but um, for no reason other than it just doesn't feel like the sporting gods will let that happen. But um, but what probably will happen is is these guys will get some help for some of the young talent that they've got there, Definitely. including Ben and Joel Embiid. And I think that they will be a team of the future. Totally, I, I yep. think they will be very hard to beat um, because. You do forget that they do have Markel Fultz, who didn't play much in that. Well, didn't play at all in the in the series against the Celtics. He is the number one pick, and, and whilst right now or over this last year he hasn't shown that he is, you know, at the very least they will get either him playing well and contributing, or they will get some type of trade asset out of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, his story is probably one of the more fascinating mm. um, stories to happen in recent years, where he just got the yips and lost his shot. Yeah. Uh, people saying it was an injury, a, a scapular imbalance, which affected his shot, and so mm. there's, there's there's all these crazy theories and stories going around as to what actually happened to him. Mm. No one actually knows except for him. Yeah, um, and he's not making that privy to anyone else. No, it's so, interesting to see. I I think uh, I think we underestimate the mental strength that the athletes have to have to compete at the level they do. Oh, totally. And I think to to have the expectation that they do on them. Um, it would be quite a hard thing. And and so whether he was injured or whether he wasn't, I, I'm not really sure. But I think that definitely there was a lot of self-doubt that seemed to come into play. Yeah. And, and I think managing self-doubt for everybody these days is is quite a hot topic and quite difficult to do. I think it would be exponentially more difficult if you have uh, the, the, the title of, say, number one pick. 
yeah. Right? Like uh, to go out there and perform against professional athletes and fully grown men um, with that expectation on yeah. you, I think it would be quite hard to manage. So, and the world of professional sports and mm. fandom is yeah savage. Well, we expect a lot. I mean, there's and it, and it, and it's easy for people to say, yeah, oh, but they get paid so much money. Of course, you can expect a lot of them. Well. Yeah, you can, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't dehumanise people. I mean, like when when they you get yeah, of course people get paid a lot of money, but that doesn't necessarily mean they won't suffer from something that's human. So yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, so it's uh, it's, it's savage and, and unforgiving, mm. um, and you definitely you know probably if if you looked at a lot of these guys, their the physical skill sets are probably very similar, and probably what sets the guys at the top from mm. from the bottom. Um, is the mental side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think I agree with you. I think there's, if you take the NBA, for example, I think there would be uh, probably another three to 400 players at least that would be in, in America or playing in different professional leagues around the world that would have the talent level to play in the NBA. Absolutely. But they may not have the mental fortitude to play. That's right. Uh, and, and what role they might play. And I think that's the difference, right? I think that can be the difference between a successful career and a and one that maybe you didn't achieve what you wanted to. So, mm. yeah, it's interesting. But look, NBA's hotting up. It's going to be really good. We're going to keep our eye on it. We're going to keep our eye on everything that's going on in sports. We uh, we love it here at Sports and Spit. Yeah. And we're going to uh, we're going to hopefully come back to you again soon with episode twelve, right? Yeah, and probably next time we're talking, it may be towards the back end of these East and Western Conference Finals. We'll yeah. have some more. Um, some more analysis and thoughts on, on how the series is panning out. But yep. uh, the way it's headed, it could be over well before the projected mm. seven games. And I'll tell you what we really enjoyed. We really enjoyed going and getting in front of some punters for the uh, for the Super Bowl. We might try... We did have an idea back then that we might try and get uh, get to one of the local venues and watch an NBA Finals game live. Yes. Um, so we might try and get a crew of blokes together and a yep. crew of girls as well. Um, to come and watch the one of the games in the NBA finals, we'll invite so. some of our biggest fans. And yeah. and uh, and tomorrow, um, another great day in the NBA is a draft lottery, a day uh, where yep. the team, the, the future of teams, shit teams, yep. trying to become good teams, yep. and good teams that have made made great deals in the past become yep. even better. Yeah, um, with the draft lottery, will um, they draft the next Darko Milicic, or will they draft the next Ben Simmons? Yeah, who knows. Well, no, but that, that order gets sorted out tomorrow. And that's actually, yeah. if you're an NBA nerd like us, mm. it's kind of fascinating television. <laughs> just to just to watch all these guys that know everything and talk well, about it. Well, they make it good theatre these days. So they oh, send fantastic. a lot of personalities to this draft lottery. I mean, the 76ers started that with Joel Embiid going. And, you know, his reaction to when they they, they picked up the number one pick is priceless. So so it is quite good. It's like most things these days. They, they televise... Most of the of the formality part of, of the league as well, and, and they make it quite entertaining for the for the fans to watch at home. So yeah, yeah, should be quite. So cool. um, hit the uh, the social media accounts, hit the uh, Twitter account, the yep. Facebook, the Instagram. Yeah, just get at us with anything that you want us to talk about. We we're yeah. going to uh, we're going to wrap it up there. So we really appreciate you coming back and joining us for episode eleven. Yes, and uh, we'll be back for number 12. Yeah, hopefully a lot sooner than you got 11. See you guys. We're going to throw some outro music into it. What do you think? Sounds good. This one's for you, Smurf. (laughs) Thanks for the tips. See you, mate. Bye.